Welcome to the Roaming 20s Podcast. I am your host, Peter Torres. Episode 17. 17, coming a long way. First time having two episodes in one week in a while. Feels good. Feels productive. Feels like, you know, I'm getting the ball back rolling again. Um, we have a great interview with two of my uh, former teammates, Marshall Wynn out of Syracuse and Joe Krushka out of Buffalo. Um, amazing interview. Talks about a lot of different things. Baseball, hockey, upstate life, um, the University of Albany, for the people that are, go to Albany that are listening to this, um, wide range of stuff. Um, but yeah, great interview. It was uh, great to listen to uh, those two guys again. It, it's been a while. It's been, I haven't heard from them in a little bit. But yeah, great interview. Hope I'm very thankful that uh, everyone's listening to this. Um, I, Barring off of last, last uh, Tuesday's episode... A lot serious. I hope it was eye-opening. I didn't mean to offend, you know. I was just being me. I was kind of uh, in a weird state of mindset at that time. I was very, like, I don't know. Self-reflective is the word that I keep using. But, um, yeah. It was, uh, it was a good episode. But it was very eye-opening. I hope it was very, like, you know, motivating and, you know, just keeping in touch and just being a good person overall. Hopefully that was a the good overall message. I do want to before before I drop this interview and I let everyone know after the music. There's a an application. This is not an ad. There is an application called Clubhouse. My buddy Max recommended it to me a few weeks ago. I didn't really listen to him, and now I finally got into it. Now, this app is called Clubhouse, and it's basically a a live podcast, almost like as if I had a live radio show. And you basically pick out all of your interests and it will filter what type of things you would want to listen to. And you could just jump in on any radio station or any like any people that you know that could just start their own thing. And there's so many, a wide range of topics. Like I would go from listening to about baseball highlights and baseball news to growing your, growing your investing portfolio to talking about Bitcoin, to people talking about, like, if your best friend, is it okay to hook up with? Like, you know, there's a wide range of stuff. And I I, I encourage to the people that are listening to this, it is a super interesting app. And it makes time go by a lot easier. I've been listening to them when I'm at work. You are able to chime in and, you know, raise your hand in a group for the people that are, like, the leaders, which is what I would be. I think I'm going to open a, f- a room on Wednesday on this app called Clubhouse if you want to just talk, shoot the shit, maybe just you know talk about anything. Maybe ask questions, things you want to talk about, things you have on your mind, maybe as a event session, a, event session, a therapeutic session, something different. I think I'm going to, uh, starting next week, everyone who's listening to this, download the app Clubhouse, and at 9 o'clock on Wednesday... I will have a room open and we can maybe, if you're listening to the episode on Tuesday, we could talk about that stuff, like what happened on Tuesday. But this upcoming Wednesday at nine o'clock, I would like to start a clubhouse and let everyone know. And we could talk about everything that, you know, we can talk about anything and I'll let anyone in and I'll let people, you know, one of the rules of when you sign up is you have to be respectful. You can't troll. You can't curse. You can't, well, you can't curse, but you can't say anything like inappropriate. Like you have to say the things within the realms. Like you can't troll. Like you can't be, you know, arrogant. You can't be like, you know, 
disruptive of the call. So definitely I'm not I'm not one to like I'm this is I'm recommending for the people that are listening to this, this is a good app. Clubhouse, check it out. You could filter it to any of your interests. Definitely look into it. I have ever since I looked, started downloading the app about a few days ago, I can't get off of it, especially when I'm bored and I'm like I people are talking about stuff that I'm interested in. It's cool shit. All right. So, let's get into the interview. Hit it. Two of my former teammates. We got Mar Marshall Wynn, aka Marty from uh Syracuse. And we've got my one of a kind friend of Joe Krushka, future I don't know what MLB, future cat lover, future I don't outdoorsman, <laughs> just one of a kind. Um one of my he was my roommate last year, Joe Krushka. How how are you guys doing, both of you guys? I'm doing pretty well. Uh quarantine's been a little rough but uh hanging in there <laughs> finally got baseball going again which is uh, a beautiful thing practice has been a little weird in the gym with masks outside we, we even have to wear masks when we're outside so it's it's definitely been a little tough uh i was going to start off the conversation let's start with how how has it been being a student athlete through the whole COVID situation and how much do you do you, how much worse is it? How much is there any perks maybe from it? Or is there any like the differences? Have they been any positives? I know there's a lot of negatives, but any uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, there's not a lot of positives to it, I would say, because one, we can't practice with our whole team. So like I know Joe only got here this semester. So a lot of kids stayed home the first semester, like probably 10 of our teammates stayed home. And, like, we really, really didn't get a chance to meet, like, the freshmen and the new kids because we couldn't hang out with them outside of practice. And, like, most of our practices have been individuals. And even now it's, like, individuals in the gym with, like, the people that you live with. So it's, like, it's kind of tough to get to know these kids, especially the new kids. But – and a big thing is we can't use our locker room either, which really sucks. So, like, you miss that locker room time, which is, like, the best time, especially in between, like, practice and lift or, like, if you have, like, a couple minutes just chilling with the, chilling with the boys and whatnot. That I miss that part a lot. But, yeah, it's been kind of tough. That was, uh, yeah, like, I, I still – every day at practice, I have to ask Marshall who that kid is because Marshall came <laughs> here in the fall and – I stayed home during the fall, so I just got here. So I'm literally – we have kids on our team that I'm literally meeting for the first freaking time. How's that – the gelling part, like, do you think that's a big factor when it comes to, like, your success for the field? Like, do you think that's going to be maybe an impact of the of the games that you guys play for the season? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I feel like because there's always that, you know, there's, like, that vibe, you know, with the team. You know, like uh, – if everybody gets along, you're going to play better, in my opinion. I mean, it's like off the field stuff, 
it's it's off the field. It's oh, you know, do you like hanging out with this kid? But I I, I truly do think it helps on the field, and and I feel like it it will play a role. Uh, you know, our, our senior year or your senior year, Pete. You know, we we were a pretty close team, and and we ended up being fairly good. You know what I mean? We 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 ended up stopping a lot of the conference. And I feel like that had a lot to do with we did gel as a team. You know what I mean? We yeah. we 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 liked each other. You know. Yeah, I agreed. But um, yeah. So how 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 have classes been with uh? I I mean I've I can't even. I I had a few weeks of it. It was torture. I don't know how you guys are hanging 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 through that. It's it's pretty tough. I mean, I my first semester back. So in the fall. I had one in-person class and it was me and the teacher and one other student in like a huge lecture center. Like you could fit like 300 people in there. And it was literally just me, another kid and a teacher. And then like the rest of the class was on Zoom. And like half of my classes now are literally just like asynchronous. So like there's no Zoom meeting. They literally just send you like the lecture, like the notes. And then they're like, yeah, learn on your own. There's going to be three tests and like a presentation or whatever. And then it's just like, yeah, how am I supposed to learn this? Like, nobody's actually, like, teaching me. Like, I have no interaction with the teachers or, like, other students at all. So it's been, like, really weird to, like, get back from, like, practice or whatever, and then you just sit on Zoom in your room, and it's like, you know, I can't learn right now. Like, this is tough. <laughs> I feel like I would yeah. not learn a single thing. I would Dude, literally probably wake up and open my laptop and just not have my camera on the whole time. That's how I, I would say – 95% of the students. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> I don't have my camera on. Like, I barely see anything. It's like, what's the point? Like, It's hard to be engaging. Like, it's hard to have real conversation through, like, especially with a professor, like, you probably don't care for. Exactly. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's always that, like, one, like maybe one or two kids with their cameras on that are, like, asking questions or whatever. But <laughs> other than that, like, so many kids just sit there with their cameras off. I'm like, yeah. Just don't say a word. This might be a hard question. Are, are you guys like actually fired up for the season? Like, how is it to to like become motivated as a group, considering the fact that, like you said, you guys haven't been together that much? Like, how is it where it's like you have to, you know, gel and like, how does it like that motivation has to be limited? Does it? Oh, that's definitely a struggle for sure. I feel like with me, and I, I don't know about you, Marshall. You. I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, yeah, as a group, it's going to be tough. But for me, it's like this is probably my last year playing. And last season got cut short. So, like, I'm kind of hyped up for the season just to get back out on the field and actually get a chance to play, like, a decent amount of games this year. Like, a lot of my friends from different sports haven't got to play at all. So, it's like I'm going to try to take advantage of the opportunity and, you know, just have fun. It's the last, last go around and see what happens, you know. I'm like an older guy. Um, so, you know, I've been playing college baseball. We're including last year. I've been playing college baseball for four years now. So, uh, of course, two of them were at the junior college level. But I, it, I, it's tough for me. You know what I mean? Like, we were supposed to go to Kentucky this year. And, and when, and when our, our coach, Coach Mueller, uh, told us that that's off, that I mean, I'm telling you right now, that was like a dagger through my heart, you know. Um, I, it, it's it's tough, you know. You wish you could do it. You really do. I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough for me. It's tough for me. Yeah. Joe, let's talk about for you. Do you think, listen, in my opinion, Joe, our my senior year, I, I legitimately thought that you would have got had a chance to get drafted. And I still do think in my in my mind that you still have the ability to get drafted. I've seen your stuff. I feel like there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Um, how do you feel like I, I know you're not like so pressed on it, like where you want to put that pressure on yourself. But at the same time, do you feel like, you know, it's like if whatever happens, happens or are you have a sense of more urgency when it comes to this final year, even though it may seem not as like a real college baseball season? Yeah, it, it's definitely tough. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, it's not like it was my first option. Like, you know, let's get drafted. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not good in that sense. You know what I mean? It's not like I, I was born with God gifted talent. I dominated my whole life and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a first round pick, you know, I never really uh, thought about it. Um, it, it, it's, it's basically, it, it's kind of just a long shot right now for me right now. Um, you know, I, I felt like my best year to do it was my sophomore year of college. Um, it didn't happen. Uh, my junior year of college, I felt my first year here at Albany, I felt like I had a pretty good year. I felt like I had really good numbers and I didn't get a single phone call. Um, I, I, nobody called me. Nobody wanted to say anything to me. Um, Connor Betsby's, he's an agent with the Phillies. I, I, I think he is literally the only person that got a hold of me junior year. Um, so it, it's basically, you, you know, you don't want to think this way, but it's it's basically you, you have to have a perfect season, or, or it's not going to happen. Yeah, and in, in my opinion, well, for you, I think at least you know try and enjoy the ride. You know, it, at the end of the day, at least you're still playing the game that I'll, I'm sure a lot of people still wish they were playing. So I, that's that's one thing to be positive about. And you know, whatever happens, happens. And I know. I mean, I can't watch. I don't know how many games I'm going to be able to watch, but I'm going to want to watch, you know, you guys on the field. Like, I know you guys got a lot of talent still at the team. And 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 I know that, you know, people always love to doubt Albany and they always like to, uh, you know, not have us as high in the rankings or whatever. But whatever happens on the field happens on the field. And I'm looking forward to for you guys. Hey, man, Marshall will be the first one to tell you. We, we got a good ass freaking team, man. Like, I like a lot of the guys on the team. And, and I am definitely like, I, I just, I just want to do my role. I want to throw the last inning, last two innings that I just want to do my role. Like I don't last year, I was in my own head. I wanted to be a starter, all this shit, but no, dude, I just want the team to do good. I want us all to thrive. And, and, and I, I, I just, I want, it. I want it for, for everybody that I play next to man. Cause we got some good dudes on this team. I definitely agree with that, Joe. Like our dynamic is kind of weird because we have a bunch of old guys, like a bunch of fifth came back, and then we have like ten freshmen and a bunch of like redshirt freshmen. Like even the young guys, like like Kyle, Craig, like Fusco, those are all good guys. Like Maddie, Fish, like they're all still freshmen. We're like, still we're still on older than them, dude. And then we have like people like you, Wags, like me. Ray, exactly, like Whalen. Exactly, we just have like a bunch of old heads and then a bunch of mad young kids. Yeah, it's that's crazy what because like 
it pissed me off that you know last year got cut short because you guys were doing one of the best starts ever at you all. Yo, like my, I really my... wish I feel bad because I know you Albany baseball gets so underappreciated at school because rightfully so, like we don't necessarily make any money. So I can understand the administration not really, you know, being all in on it. <laughs> but considering how well you guys were meshing and how you guys actually played against Arizona to start off the year and then, you know, kicking the shit out of a bunch of teams in your schedule going forward. It kind of sucks that it got cut off like this. So now this is more of like a continuation of that last season. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like even like I don't even think we were playing the best ball that we were because it was still like, you know, like the first couple weekends, you still have to kind of figure out the lineup, figure out who's pitching when and like, you know, what guys are going to be out there. But even then, like we were so rolling those teams that we played the first besides Arizona, like the first weekends after that. And like, yeah, it really sucked because we didn't even get to play any conference games. I would have loved to play. I don't, I don't know, we were playing maybe Stony Brook or Maine or whatever the first first conference game, but it would have been really interesting to see us progress throughout the season because we had such a strong team. Like we had Bondo, like we flew, like we were missing a bunch of kids now, but luckily, like we got a couple of them back. But yeah, it would have been crazy to see how that season played out because you know we were doing so well. We were hot in the beginning and. No, usually we don't start that hot, but yeah, it was definitely- no. We normally no. Yeah, yeah. You, you Marsha, you were on a team before I was a year before I was, and then P, you were on a team two years before I was. Yeah, dude. I mean, we had like pretty good, like you guys were on pretty good teams, but dude, like last year, I feel like we were dominant. Like last year, I felt like we were a solid freaking team. If you, I mean, in my entire experience there, I didn't play much, but I got to watch a lot of U Albany baseball. The, the, that, that my senior year was the best. Like, it was like, what do we win? Like nine or 10 straight games. It was one of the most craziest, like, everything is hitting, you know? And, and, and like, that's what I hope for, like, U Albany baseball. Because before my freshman year getting into Albany, there, I'm like, I don't want to bash anyone, but they're, team records were just not good it was hard for like if you look at the history of like the the program you look i saw they they won like 12 games one season and it's like me to go from that to like now it's like a more respected like we're trying to get at least 500 whereas like 500 used to be great (laughs) it's it's funny that you say that me and marshall we were literally the other day looking at the past records of albany baseball because we, we thought last year's team, we were on track to be the best team ever. We were yeah, on track. Literally. And we were, we were looking at all the previous records and stuff. It's crazy. I'm excited for you guys, though, man. I know you guys got a few. You got to get a few recruits coming in. You, like you said, good mix of old guys, young guys. And, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm just working my nine to five Zoom job. I got another. I just watched my girlfriend's lacrosse game against St. Bonaventure, just streaming it. Like, like <laughs> I'm nothing goal, besides that. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, I, I'll, of course, I'll be tracking you guys. Let's um, we'll move on of the baseball stuff now. I know not every, never, not not every one of the listener of this is a baseball junkie or you Albany junkie. But Joe, Joe, <laughs> let's start with you. I, I want to start. I, I I need to know. Give me a breakdown. So you're from Buffalo. Where, yes, sir. What what town in Buffalo is that called? I I am from Gowanda, New York, right off the Seneca Reservation in Southern Tier, Western New York. Okay, how many acres is your house? 
My house is 201 acres. I have 201 acres of land. Now, one more question before I ask another one. How many animals and how many, yeah, how many animals do you have? Well, as of right now, we have two dogs and we have, I believe, five cats. But at one point we had, I believe the top number was 42 cats. <laughs> Isn't your dog like half a wolf or something like that? RV <laughs> is indeed deemed wild. Uh, we do have to have a license to keep him. How'd you get that license? Uh, my mom and my dad have to uh, go through like this course uh, once a year. So they basically have to like go through a course like what would happen if a dog would just kill somebody. And uh, then uh, they get the certificate and we can keep it for a year. Nice. Um how does how do you get 42 cats how how does that develop i mean obviously maybe some of them have babies or whatnot but like how do you like obviously they live in the land do was there ever a point where it's like the what was the most cats inside of the house at one point like inside um, so basically what happened was when all the cats started uh you know uh breeding and shit i guess you would say they're all fucking <laughs> in your in your house <laughs> yeah, so so we set up so we weren't cat people we weren't cat people uh, i think i was like 15 we hated cats and then all of a sudden two cats got left on our doorstep we live in the middle of fucking no man's land uh so uh you know when i say doorstep i mean like on the side of the road uh so we picked them up took them in all of a sudden they start having sex a bunch of fucking times. And, uh, yeah, man, they, they just started sprouting like weeds. It, it was crazy, dude. We we had so many damn cats. Uh, about half of them would, like, come inside a bunch of times. But mostly they would stay outside. But when the winter hit, you know, all the snow, they'd definitely come inside. How did, uh, how did you I feed think them? them? Dude. Uh, you know them ten them ten pound uh cat kit kitten caboodle bags at yeah. Walmart? Yeah, dude, like two or three of those a week at least. Oh my god. That's a lot. And we 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 had two bowls for them outside, we had two bowls for them inside. That's pretty Hammer impressive. Like you you're saying that I'm not a cat person, and then you turn from I'm not a cat person to having forty two cats in your in your house. That's a quite a transition. I love uh, cats, man. I love dude, cats to this day. I know that's a fat debate. Everyone, dogs or cats. I'm, dude, when we moved in, I was no cats. I was trained as a child, <laughs> stay away from cats. They're going to puss in boots. They're going to fuck you up or something. Like, I was so anti cats. And then once we had Kit Kat and Reese's, I was. You I, loved Reese's. I did. And I, I was like, I, I'm not like, I definitely won't go out of my way to get a cat. I'll say that, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to mind a cat. Like I will actually like, I'll pet it or like, you know, I won't be like, Oh shit, a cat. Like it's, I'm like not, and I'm so pro dog, but now I'm, I, I it's turned me from not anti cat. Reese's loved you and you loved Reese's and she is the <laughs> whole reason you are pro cat now. Absolutely.
I still think I'm pro dog. I love dogs. I, oh, I I'm, love I'm, dogs. Yeah, so. I'm pro dog. I'm pro. But it's more I of the point cats. of not being anti cat. And a lot of people are more hateful towards cats than dogs, obviously. Yes, for sure. For sure. They cook them in China. I know they do. We, they cook a lot of shit in, time, in China. Marty, do you have any cats? Uh, I just got one dog. It's a great Dane, actually. <laughs> That's ironic. She's huge, bro. She's mad fun to play with, though. Dude, those dogs are huge. I have one, yeah. of, my, one of my friends has them. They're, they are monsters. Like, when she was little, she's about seven or eight now, so she's getting up there. But when she was about two or three, I would put her paws, like, right on my chest, and her head would be above mine. I'm six foot tall. Jesus. She's like 135 to 145 pounds. So she's a big dog. That's wild. Man. That was where the commitment came in. (laughs) 42 cats. Before I came here, though. Dude, I haven't had a dog in a while. I'm not going to lie. But 42 cats. I still can't believe 42 cats. When you do, how many cats was in our apartment before I came up that summer? Five. Five, yeah, because Kit, Kit had a bunch of kittens in her litter. <laughs> I remember, I remember when one of our our old roommates, Kenny, Facetimed us. He Facetimed me and was like, "Do we have like twenty cats in the house right now?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's gonna be a problem." Yeah, we had to get rid of them before uh, before people started showing up. It was gonna be an issue. Yeah, I can imagine, but I mean, it all worked out, and now I'm not a a hate on cat person. So. See, I changed your life, dude. You did, you did. So how how was it? Were there any jobs and stuff, or living in that that big of a like? How many acres did you say? Two hundred one. Two hundred one. How many? How many? Like, what were the jobs? Like, were there any like how to maintain that big of that much land? Um, it takes about okay. So if we got four lawnmowers going. <laughs> It takes probably about eight and a half hours. Is there anything else you do besides cutting the lawn? Uh, we weed whack. Uh, we maintain the fields. Uh, so we got a couple of uh, deer feeder plants. Uh, so because we deer hunt on my land, obviously. Um, so we deer hunt. So we, we grow corn. We go crack corn. Uh, we grow some uh, clover. Uh, grew some turnips. Uh, so do you, you kind of got to maintain that. Do you profit off making off of uh, growing those things or no? Do you just keep them for your convenience? No, that is just strictly we hope the deer will come eat that shit and we can just shoot them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it's not like crack corn. Crack corn is for deer. It's not like humans can't eat that. So yeah. we just grow a ton of crack corn and hope the deer will just be triggered out into the field. Maybe they think they can get a quick meal and bam. Yeah. You know, we screw them up. I love the fires that you have. Those are in your backyard too. Those fires that you make, those are pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Yes. The big old teepees. How long do those take to make? Uh, A month, probably a month. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to save a few hours. (laughs) Oh, no. Dude, we're moving big old tree trunk logs. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, well, what we'll do is uh, once it gets big enough to around 25 to 30 feet, we'll start uh, back in the 450 Kodiak back there into the woods and we'll drag out the uh, we'll drag out the logs, the tree 
trunks and and then we load them onto a trailer take them back it takes like six of us to get that shit to stand up straight now how many siblings do you have again i have four four, four brothers four brothers yeah so five five boys yep. I mean, yeah listen, too older listen, too younger your parents are smart having five boys in that that's big of a right. land, like that's like their workers so they knew they knew working um, there until this day how how far are you from the city of buffalo I'm about 45 minutes south. 45. Okay. My um my cousin, he's a freshman at the University of Buffalo right now and he's uh he's enjoying it. He's enjoying it a lot. Buffalo's a good time. But Buffalo, we we went to Buffalo a lot of the time uh when we wanted to drink as freshmen. Yeah. Did you like say if you wanted to go out in Buffalo, would you did you like Uber there? How did that work? Because you say 45, 45 minutes is still kind of far, but how would how would that say if you wanted to go out in Buffalo, what would you do? I I I definitely know enough people out there to where I would probably just spend a night out there at somebody's house. Yeah. Um definitely if I'm going out to Buffalo for the night, I'm staying out there. You know, I'm not I'm not coming back home. It's just it's it's too far of an Uber. You know, we don't even have Uber where I live, you know. I, my neighbor's Amish. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) um, so yeah, I'm definitely staying out there for the night. Uh, yeah. Like I got, I got plenty enough friends where I could just chill out. You just chill out. Yeah. Okay. Um, now let's say hypothetically, do you think Buffalo is like a good place for, let's say someone that's like me and trying to move out of my parents' house? Like, do you think that's a good city to move into and inherit? Or maybe like, listen, the bills, the wings, the beer, that culture is you. Would you recommend that for someone that's in their twenties? For sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. I mean, um, you bleed. Hey man, Buffalo is a great place. Great town to be in the early twenties. Yeah. I mean, Stuff happens every night. It, 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 it's 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 just it's just wild. It's like it's one of its own culture. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, personally, you know, when I grow up, I want to you know get a job out of New York, leave New York, you know, go start a different chapter. But at the same time, you know, I have so much love for Buffalo. I want to stay here my entire life. I love it here, man. I feel yeah. I feel like you were built into it. Like you are perfectly placed in where you were supposed to be. I'll slam through a table any day of the week. Yeah, I, I I really need to do that. I think that's on my bucket list is definitely go to one of the Buffalo Bills games. At a Bills tailgate, get slammed through a table. Got to do it. Now, Mart, Marty, let's let's shift to you. So you're out of you're out of Cuse, right? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, so I how how far are you from like the University of Syracuse? Because Syracuse is a wide range. Is it how far are you from there? So I literally live probably. 15 minutes max from like the university, like the dome, basically. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's where it's a town called West Jenny, Genesee, Genesee. Yeah. West Genesee. That's my high school. Okay. <laughs> that's, the high, that's the high school, not the town. Man. No, 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 not the town. The town is like Camilla's Fairmount area, but like just, you know, the run of the mill, like white suburban town. That's yeah. 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 But. I- have you have you gone? So I went to Syracuse uh, last year to watch my girlfriend play in the Carrier Dome, and you know, do you go out there? How how is the situation like when, when if you were to go out there? So, 
I've only gone out and sit in like downtown Syracuse like a couple of times, but I have been to the dome a bunch of times and I love the dome. Actually, they just redid it. Like I think. Like, yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It looks mad nice, but actually funny story. I went out my first time in Syracuse with HT and two of my friends from Albany and we, we went to like three or four different bars and he got an Air, Airbnb for the night. And basically we just walked around downtown the whole night, just absolutely wasted out of our mind and just <laughs> living it up. Like we didn't know anyone. None of my friends were out. Like I might've seen like one or two people that I knew from like high school or whatever, but it was literally just us four just going out to random bars, having like, we were just living it up. <laughs> like you 4 can... It was ridiculous. You could definitely tell Syracuse is a college town, like college, like Cuse born, like because it's upstate New York is kind of its own. Like it's definitely a, a different like it's not like a down south Arkansas or Carolina or anything like that. It's like when I when I walked around, there was like there was like 20 bars and they're all like pro Cuse. Like it was it was like it, it was it was pretty cool. It's pretty dope how like. I don't know, like, if you're from Syracuse, like, you're ruined for, like, Syracuse basketball, like, even football, like, people are really into, like, Syracuse sports, and, like, it, I don't know, like, people are really, like, they really support, like, local teams and, like, a bunch of stuff like that. It's it's kind of the same thing with the Bills, just a smaller fan base. Like, people go crazy for Syracuse basketball. Like, a bunch of my friends have had, like, internships there, and, like, they all love it, and, and I love going to those games too. The dome is a crazy atmosphere, especially when it's packed. Dude, I don't for some reason, listen, if if Syracuse had a baseball program, I would have one thousand percent tried to walk on there. Cause I was growing up, I was a huge Syracuse basketball fan. I don't know why. I don't know how. It must have been the orange, probably because like the Mets and the Knicks too. It's like that attracts <laughs> me, I guess. But I remember I went I went to when I went to watch a game, like I would talk to the parents and I'm like, yeah, I'm a huge Syracuse fan. And they would be like, Oh, are you from here? I'm like, no, I'm from Long Island. <laughs> they would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> they would be like, How do you have any correlations? Because you know, upstate doesn't really, you know, you think of pro sports and you think of the Yankees, that's New York, New York. That's not upstate New York, you know, because a lot of people say that New York should be cut in half almost. It really should because like, it's such a different vibe. Like, I think, like, me and Joe have, like, a similar, like, kind of, you know, like, growing up experience, at least, because, you know, I'm not really, like, in the city, but I do, like, spend most of my time, like, out of the city, like, not, like, my neighborhood, I have maybe, like, 25 houses in, but it's, like, it's, like, deep from, like, any, like, restaurants, like, it's, like, 10, 15 minutes from, like, a restaurant, like, either direction, but, um, no, it's really crazy because once you get to the city and like I've been there like a handful of times in Long Island, a handful of times, literally a different world. Like it's so crazy. Like even the people are so different. Oh, the people are assholes down here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like people are assholes up here too. It's just in their it's own a different, different life. kind of asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk. I actually, I never really talked to you about this. What is like Joe, you could speak on this too. Hockey in Long Island is not appreciated at all. Like we have the Islanders and I guess, and the Rangers too. The Islanders are appreciated through like, you know, Islanders like Nassau County, like, you know, cause that's right in the middle of Long Island, but the game of hockey 
I feel like I I don't know many people that like I have a few friends and there was a like when I like we had a hockey team, but it was like conjoined with like two other high schools. So it didn't really feel like my high school hockey team. Like talk about your experiences, like how that was like growing up and like what hockey is in upstate New York compared to like maybe here on Long Island. I'll let Joe take this one first because I got a bunch of shit on hockey, but I know Joe loves it. I know you love the Sabres. The Sabres is... Dude, hockey, man. We rip hockey in Western New York, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> my high school, uh, like I said earlier, it was uh, it's on a native... Uh, it's, it's on a reservation, the Seneca Reservation. Mm-hmm. So lacrosse is super big. Hockey's not that big uh, at my school. Uh, if, if you want to play hockey in my school, you got to, like, join, like, three other schools, um, and they all combine for, like, a hockey team. But, man, dude, we love the Sabres in Western New York. I'm telling you, we love the Sabres. I'd say not as much as we love the Bills, but we still love the Sabres. And I'm heartbroken as hell right now on how they're doing right now. Oh, man, they stink right now. That is detrimental to Buffalo right now. We just come off a great season. Josh Allen just takes us to the AFC Championship. And then the Sabres are just getting roundhouses every night. It's, it's really hard to watch. I respect, listen, hockey and lacrosse, huge, huge in Buffalo. I never, I, I, oh. I never, I didn't know how big, uh, like, I didn't really, when I think of lacrosse, I think Long Island, because that's just what I've been born with. You know, mm. you guys know the stereotypes. Like, we, we don't need to talk about it, but. I don't think of upstate New York as like a, a crazy lacrosse. And now that we went to the University of Albany, I'm like, oh, everyone from upstate plays lacrosse. We, we just we, we live on a lot of like uh, like uh, Native American reservations in, in Western New York. And, and it's big. It's big for their culture. Yeah, uh, it is. Like absolutely. their sport. Yeah. Hockey, so, too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amari, tell me about your hockey experiences. I know you got a lot. So, I mean, I've been playing hockey since I was, like, maybe four or five years old. And, like, my town for hockey was, like, such a crazy hockey town. Like, we had one local rink. And, like, when I was growing up, probably from, like, you know, elementary school to middle school, like, we would have, like, decent amount of fans at our game. Like, just, like, random people that would come and watch us and, like, root us on and shit. But, like, we would always be playing pond hockey, like, at our friend's house. Like, I had multiple friends with, like, rinks in their backyard. Like, their dads would build a rink, and, like, we would go out there and skate for, like, four or five hours a day and just, you know, just have fun with with the boys. But um, high school was kind of crazy because we had, like, a really, really good program. And my my freshman year, I, I played all four years of high school. My freshman year, we made it to semifinals of states. My sophomore year, we didn't do that good. We won sectionals and then got, you know, I think it was regionals we lost. But my my junior and senior year, we were nasty, bro. Like, we – I think my junior year, we won, like, 22 straight games in a row. Ended up losing one to nothing in the state championship game on, like, a shitty call. Like, I'll definitely sh- send you the video sometime. <laughs> Shitty-ass call. They waved off a goal with, like, a half second left or, like, one and a half seconds left. It was crazy. And we actually played it in Buffalo in the Harbor Center, which is like attached to the that's awesome stadium or whatever. So it was a crazy, yeah. experience. but you know, I've traveled all around for hockey. Uh, 
we've played so many like upstate teams, like like real upstate, like Adirondack. I know Saratoga always has a good team, like Canton, Messina, like places that probably not a lot of people know of, but it's like up up north, like near Canada. We played a bunch of Canadian teams too, but dude, hockey is so crazy because it's just so physical, and that's the part that I really loved about it. It was just going out there and just running someone over and just you know taking someone's head off, but. Also scoring goals is mad fun too, but yeah. <laughs> and actually the other day I was showing Joe my hi- I have like a, a highlight tape on my like, or whatever. Yeah, it's nice. Like big hits. And like I showed him the video. I literally put some kid like through the glass and like <laughs> just knocked this kid out cold. But that's like the part of hockey that I really miss. But the community, like in my high school, like even like our local community, we would get like two thousand plus fans at like a Friday night game. It was wild. That is crazy. Here for like baseball on like a good April day. Dude, some of your IGs and I was looking at it. I'm like, I think you probably have posted a picture of you in the Sabres uh, arena. And I was like, it should look so, so, so crazy compared to like, because in my high school, like their games are played at like the community <laughs> ice rink. So it's like, compare that to that. It's like two totally different worlds. It's wild. I mean, I've, I've definitely, I played there before. We we played at uh, the Syracuse Crunch Stadium, which we played like the Syracuse team. I guess it was like the other high school that we played, and they also have a crazy big fan base because they're like twelve or thirteen schools combined. So, dude, that place was literally like I don't know how many it seats, probably like ten to fifteen thousand. Like the whole bottom row was packed, and like it was so electric in there. Like it was like you look around, and it's just like whoa like yeah it's crazy yeah. it was definitely one of the crazy experiences of my life for sure <laughs> joe did you play hockey did you play hockey at all growing up i never i played like one year of ice but other than that i didn't i, I play a lot of driveway hockey with you know relatives and stuff but i just watch it while right. watching the sabers yeah as they're doing yeah i i'm not a diehard islanders i'll i'll pay attention though but I actually used to play deck hockey. Do you guys know what that is? Or you just deck. no back, no skates. Just deck. you it's run. It was called deck hockey. So you run. You would you would run up and oh, down yeah. the court. And I was a goalie, <laughs> and I would I would wear my dad's like softball mitt as the goalie. That a boy, Pete. That a boy, <laughs> dude. And I used That's to wear like need. dude. I used to wear the same Islanders jersey too. It was it was jokes. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be framing the slap shots. Yeah, I, I would, I would like pick the ball up and then I would like throw it with my left hand across to like keep a possession going or something. That's a wild. Yo, you didn't put the glove on your right hand. No, my left hand. You, then you my didn't left put hand. the glove on your left hand. No, yeah, I have. My, yeah, no, I put the glove on my left hand and then I would have my yeah. stick and my other one in my right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always used to like because I couldn't. I wasn't good at skating when I was a kid. Like I'm okay now, but like I was a kid, like being a goalie and being athletic on skates, no less. Like that's yeah. hard as fuck, man. Skating as a goalie, I feel like it's harder than is harder than being a midfielder. It's hard. I mean, it's hard transferring side hard. side to side. That's the hard part. Yeah, I could never be a goalie. That's you got to be insane to do that. Just let yeah, it wherever. I mean, I don't even. I don't even think I'm insane enough to be a goalie, dude. You you were literally getting 110 mile an hour slap shots from Chara 
to your face. Like, to your face, dude. Like, you're dying. I don't know how they don't die. And they're so skilled at it, too. Like, there's so many, like, if you watch, like, NHL hockey, like, the different moves that they make on breakaways half the time, it's like, yo, how are they doing that? Like, even me, I'm like, yo, I don't know how they're doing it, doing that bad. And the goalies will just make, like, a crazy save, just, like, take it out. <laughs> I used to well, think – definitely scored. I, when I, I would watch – I think I would see film of, like, one of my friends I would play, hockey, like, high school hockey. Well, you would watch that compared to the NHL – so much faster insane i mean it's probably you could probably say the same thing about baseball like if you had a camera behind the pitcher from high school compared to like yeah. mlb but like the pace of the play in the nhl is so underappreciated because then it's like they, when you watch like pick up hockey you're like holy shit these dudes are moving they, they, they know what they're doing man i mean they they have plays set up for every single scenario like, like you, you you talk about like NFL coaches uh, come together with plays and stuff, you know, offensive coordinators. But, dude, like in NHL, like they need to plan for every single scenario. And, and and they just shout something out and, bam, like they know the play. Like there there are so many more plays ran in the NHL and people don't realize it than the NFL. Yeah. 100%. I feel like if you're just like an average person, like you haven't really you know played hockey yourself, it's kind of difficult at first because, like, I've trying to, I've been trying to get my boys into like watching hockey and like we play NHL all the time. So it's like at first they didn't really understand it, but like once they started watching it and like they kind of got the gist of it. And now like it's hard to like understand or like have them understand NHL because they're on a crazy different level than like yeah. high school. And we were like one of the best high school teams out there, I would say. But, like, just the way that they skate and, like, all the different, like, systems and, like, plays that you said, Joe, like, it's so it's so crazy how fast they play and then they just execute it, like, perfectly every time. And it's, like, it's, like, just, like, second nature to them. Things that, like, even I would be, like, double thinking about, like, you know, like, I got to make this pass clean. And they're just, like, doing in between the legs, like, no-look passes. And I'm, like, dude, what? They're doing it all while skating, like, 20 miles an hour. You get the puck in your own zone, backside board, somebody's there, dude, like in the NHL. Like somebody's there. Like they know that's what they have to do. Exactly. It's second nature to them. Yeah, I was listening to uh, part of my take today, and they had Whitney on. And, dude, he is great for the game of hockey. You, Joe, <laughs> Joe you ever listen to Spit and Chicklets? I, I, I do like him. I, I listen to him when I see him on Twitter. Dude, he was talking about Sidney Crosby and, like, his – because he played – he was on the Penguins during his rookie year. And he was explaining to me, like – well, not to me, but, like, to the episode, like, how they treated him, like, on his come-up and, like, how – you know how hockey is, like, such a hazing sport? They said when, once he walked in the room, they said they had, like – one guy had, like – let's say, like, we had individuals and, like, two of the guys were working with him and then they rotate. And they like met in the locker room and Whitney said, they're like, yo, how, how good is that kid? And they're like, he's the best hockey player I've ever seen in my life. And he was like 19, like, like that type of story. And like, and they said, like, they asked like if they hazed him at all. And they're like, you couldn't haze that kid. He was just so good. And they, he, he said, he's like, Sidney Crosby is a top five player of all time. That's just crazy. I just listened to that today. Oh, it's just hilarious. And we're talking about hockey right now. But um, I, I, I think 
for sure, dude. Sid the Kid, definitely top five. Sid the time. Kid. I, I, I hate him, though, for him scoring that one goal against Team USA in the Olympics. I think it was uh, the two Olympics ago, two Winter Olympics ago. Uh, what was it? It would have been, uh, I think. What was it 08? Maybe, I think, yeah, 08. Yeah, 08. Another fact that he's from Canada and he's playing in fucking Pittsburgh. I know. <laughs> <Which Yeah. is> <laughs> Imagine, dude, like, I'm actually a Penguins fan. So, like, I've been a Penguins fan since I was mad young, surprisingly, even though, like, okay, but the Sabres suck, though. Like, every year they just suck. So, it's don't be a Penguins fan, dude. I've been a Penguins fan for like mad long since I was like two or three. Is, okay, do you like the Steelers? Is HT, no. is HT a Penguins fan? I believe so. Yeah, I, would I think I would, I would, I would figure because I know he's a Steelers fan, so I'm, I'm just assuming. Yeah, like Sidney Crosby, like, and their podcast, it was mad funny too. Yeah, like, then they have the um, the Pink Whitney vodka too, which is crazy. They're making bread off that. Yeah, he's definitely doing a good job he's promoting the game crazy. of hockey. In fact, yo, yo, my uncle has the one t shirt, I think it was in 2011, where both the Penguins won the Stanley Cup and the Steelers won the Super Bowl, and the shirt says. Ice or grass doesn't matter. We'll kick your ass. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. Oh, that was a good. That was a good ass shirt, dude. Dude, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait for your season. I'm curious to see how it's gonna go. You guys play at Stony Brook, right? You're at Stony Brook, I think. Yeah, we play them home and away. Yeah, dude, your schedule is weird. Mad weird. Do you play a team like 12 times? Four, uh, we play four games a weekend. That's just not it. Yo, at least you at least you guys got you guys got depth though, I will say. Pitching wise, you got you got depth. I feel like I, we do. It, it helps when you got like like who is Clay is Clayton back? I hope he's listening to this. No, he's not back. He's not sorry. John, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I wish we, we had Clayton, bro. We, we were in a team meeting. We were in a team meeting. It was like on Zoom, and I just put in the Zoom group chat. I was like, yo, is John Clayton the <laughs> thing anymore? And then all of a sudden, two minutes later, I get a text from Mueller. John Clayton is no longer with us. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. John, if you're listening to this, I miss you, bud. You're probably not. I, but... I miss John, too. I wish he was with us. I know. Thanks, Joe. Anyway, my, like my point years. was trying to say is that you got guys that can go nine innings. You guys got yeah. that can go six, seven, eight, you know, relieve the yeah. arms. So four games in a they used to do that. Four games in a doubleheader before like my time. Th- that just never made sense to me. Especially if like you go two and two on a weekend. It's like winning a series on the weekend is like fun. Like knowing who yeah. the outcome. If it if we go two and two, I would be like, Well, that's sucks. Like, okay. It's going to be an interesting year because obviously I've we've never played a season like that or anything like that. Four games in a weekend, that's like unheard of. That's like stuff you used to do when you're like 12, 13 playing like tournaments. Travel <laughs> <laughs> ball tournaments. Exactly. That's literally the only time I think I've played like four plus games on a weekend. Yeah. And they're going to be conference games too. Like that actually means something. But, that's, that's weird. Like. I feel like wouldn't you rather want to have I'd rather lose. I'd rather go one and two or two and one. I would hate two and two. 100%. Especially if you go like 
especially if you go like one and two to start the season or start the series and then you win the last one, it's like, all right, like we just got the two and two. Like I wouldn't feel any like any accomplishment with that. It's gonna be weird. I don't like our record is gonna be I mean, I don't wanna know what our record's gonna be, but like just the way that it's set up, like literally like we'll come into a weekend, say like two and two and then like what maybe we sweep that week and then we're six and two like what after two days (laughs) that would be crazy how many games are you guys playing total do you know it's not it's not like 50 it's gotta be like Uh, it's like 40 right joe we're playing 40 conference games i think we're playing like 46 actually uh games total like around there i just saw your first game already got canceled oh did it i I don't even know that it was i just checked checked your schedule Fairly we were Dickinson. supposed to play fairly, yeah, fairly Dickinson, but I think it was only one game. It was a midweek, so yeah, yeah. You guys play uh, Seton Hall. That's gonna yeah, be. Hopefully, that game can go off. I just saw. I saw because Access Baseball has a thing on Long Island. Hofstra just played at Seton Hall. That field is nice. I saw that. Yeah, that's one thing also that hurts us, Coach. If he's listening to this, I know he's not listening to this. <laughs> the field is, I know the field is not the nicest and I know it takes money to build it but like it's we got to find some improvements with that and you know if I if if I were to say like if I were to be like a big successful person and I'm not saying I'm not making any guarantees but I would definitely want to help like improve like Binghamton's making improvements and they have nothing to improve they're only making it like more of a freaking like the they're gonna have a nicer field than the Rangers. They're gonna have a nicer field yeah. than the Rangers <laughs> soon. Like I I feel bad. Like like I just I feel bad. Like that's like how the field looks like. And I, and like I don't want to bash like bash the guy like the program, but the field the field is representative on the program in a way, right? Hundred percent. And I would say since you brought up Binghamton, their field is so perfect and so nice. And like even the facilities that they have outside of that. Like, think about the recruits that they're going to get in the next couple of years. Like, they're going to have crazy good recruits because they're like, you know, this is a mad nice stadium. Like, you have all the facilities I need. Like, why would I not come here? Yeah. And I give I give props to Coach K, though. I will say I'll, I'll give him props. He gets a lot of good recruits at the, at the school, though. And also, 100%. you know, because University of Albany is also cheaper for New York people. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, so the same with Binghamton. But, you know, Albany's Albany's a different – I mean, in my opinion – I would go to Albany rather than Binghamton just because of the sole fact of like, you know, how, how Albany is like with it. There's its more campus. like, connect, there, there's more like connections. I mean, you're in the state freaking capital, you know? Yeah, and Binghamton is not like Binghamton. The campus is a weird setup. Whereas Albany, it's like, everything's in the same spot. Yeah. So it's like more like everyone's going to the same area. And Binghamton, the air, I'm not saying Albany's picture perfect. The capital is kind of nice, but Binghamton, like the area is like, terrible like i've partied there and it's 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 pretty bad it's it makes it's good. albany look like nice in a way it, it's good it's good for skiing that's about it yes <laughs> but i'm hoping i'm hoping like over the years like it would be just imagine like you know we've been through this this program and it it would be nice to see the baseball program get the respect that it's that it's earned over the past few years and you know we've we've definitely 
have made some strides and I hope that we keep making those strides. I mean, I, like I said before, shout out to coach K he keeps getting these recruits. Like he gets, he gets good guys. He, I don't know how he finds them, where he finds them. He, he, he does a good, he's good at, at recruiting. That's for sure. He definitely worked his ass off of that shit. 100%. I mean, Joe, he found, he found you, right? <laughs> yeah. How did he yeah. find you, Joe? Dude, I, I remember when we were like, yeah, I think Kenny said something like, he was like, yeah, apparently we're getting this like really sick Juco kid. Apparently he's more psychotic than Brennan Smith. And we were yeah. like, we were like, all right, let's go. We were like, yeah. <laughs> real hype. Kyer, uh, he came, Coach Kyer came to our first inter squad scrimmage my sophomore year at Entrev. And he actually, I drank a bang. And it was like when bang like first came out. Like it was brand new off the market. And I, I chugged a bang and I smashed my face off a street sign in the parking lot. <laughs> and I ended up getting a bloody nose. And like, I, and I ended up pitching the inner squad with a, with a thing in my nose. <laughs> Stop the bleeding. Dude, that and reminded then, like, me. Like, a couple days later, he called me. And he was like, I love that energy out of you. I need you on this team. <laughs> Coach Kyrie, love the energy, man. Yeah, dude. Remember at Hartford, you want to talk? Want to say this story? Remember when, um, you were drinking like root beer in between innings to keep yourself energized or something like that? I was, I was ready to go that night. What was yeah. it? I know you were, you were shoving, but like you know, we, you were getting extended. So like mm-hmm. you, you had, you needed something that you know, because after you sit down for an inning, it's like. All right, now I need to recuperate. No, it's a lot different yeah. than just you know just shutting it, shutting the door in one inning. Like, I don't remember. I just remember you sprinting back to the bullpen. You took you were like drinking some root beer and you were like trying to get yourself amped back up. Do you remember? I was. That? Uh, I, I like. I, I basically it was like it was our first weekend in Hartford, and I threw I think two innings that Saturday. And then I had to come in, and then we lost the the second game on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I was going to come in to close the game. And, and, like, my arm felt good, but my body, like, didn't feel good. Like, it definitely was taking a toll on me. It was like, well, maybe we shouldn't have had those, you know. Maybe we shouldn't have had fun last night. I had those last couple of beers. And uh, so, so my body was taking a toll on me. So I was just trying to do anything possible to just wake myself up, just get back into the zone. Cause like I said, my arm felt good. It felt like I was, I was throwing cheese, but my body, it, 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 you know, my back was hurting. I was like, dude, I felt like I was like a 60 year old man. I was like, damn, dude. but it was also cold. Oh, uh, it was cold. Know. No, you were you were extended, and then that's, you know, would you threw like six or you threw like six or seven innings that weekend as a closer. Yeah, because we ended up going into extra. We ended up yeah, we going into extra innings that second game. I know. So you know, um, I, I just, uh, you know, working out the kinks. Do you uh, do you still wear glasses when you pitch? Oh, uh, I have been lately. Yes, uh, I don't know where they are right now. Did you but, stop yeah. for a second? Did you stop wearing them? I, I did. Yeah, it's being last year because I, I mean I hate wearing glasses. I really do. I, I it just I have old stigmatism. Can't really find contacts at fifty eyes, and I I hate wearing glasses though. You, I'm not gonna lie though. Those make you look a thousand times more intimidating. 
the Rick Vaughn. Listen, Rick I've Vaughn never, Vaughn. I've never faced anyone with like that, that type of like, you know. If I saw you coming out of the pen, and I know how hyped up you get, and like, you know, when you hear that song, the the trumpet song, you know, like, Freaks. yeah, like. That's intimidating. I would be like, you know, pumping 94, nasty hook. And like, shit, I, I got to get, I would be like, all right, I'm in for uh, an, an AB right now. Um, I, uh, ask Marshall. So, so I've been having a problem with the mask because we got to wear masks when we're inside and we play catch. So I couldn't wear my glasses inside. They just kept fogging up with the mask. Yeah. And, and Marshall would just, Mar- he he would make me look like an absolute idiot. I was just trying everything possible to get my face and my body out of the way while I caught it because I just could not see the damn ball. <laughs> just trying to throw it right at his face and he'd have to jump out of the way. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's been a struggle now with COVID, man, for sure, for so sure. One thing I know this is this might spark some controversy, but you guys get tested. How often do you get you have to do the spit test, right? How often? Three times a week? Twice a week. Twice a week? Yeah. Twice, you have to come at like 8 a.m.? What time do you have to nah, do it? It's right before practice. It's really not that bad. It's Wednesday and Sunday before practice. What I'm saying is if you're negative, do you got, you're not going to wear a mask in a game. I know it's indoors. If you're throwing off a mound, I know I know you got to be serious. And I know it's like, you know, we're, we're in Cuomo's backyard. But it's like that's so inconvenient. Pete. Pete, me and Marshall live together. We we, we we eat off the same damn dishes after we wash them. Like, we we, we are together 100% of the time. And for them to, when we're at practice, for me and Marshall to be doing bands three feet apart from each other, for them to tell us, hey, social distance, get away from each other, it, it, it's just, it, it's fucking mind-boggling. I think, I mean, I, I would never get upset about a coach about it because their hands are tied. They have no other option. Exactly, exactly. It sucks. It's it's because that just makes you pissed off at like while you're when you don't need to be pissed off. You don't want to be pissed off at them. They got nothing to fucking do with it. Yeah, it's their hands are tied. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I one of my buddies is a coach right now at uh, St. Lawrence, like you said, Ken, middle of fucking nowhere. And he is like miserable. Like he is the coach, and he's the one that has to say, like, I gotta you gotta wear a mask. And he's got caught with like his nose out when he's worked out, and then he gets yeah. like if the coaches don't like if it, like it's so uptight and it's so fucking annoying. Like I understand it's a, a pandemic or whatnot, but you can't expect people to be picture perfect, especially when they're playing a sport. A, a high division one level sport, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been pretty tough. I mean, like just the way that our practices have been set up, like it's usually like the people that you live with are like in your group. So it's like me, Joe and Tack is our other roommate. We're playing catching yeah. by ourselves spread out. Like Tack's not 90 feet away. Me and Joe are right next to each other. And we got to wear a mask in the gym. And it's just like, <laughs> I know, if we're standing too close to each other with our masks on it's like all right well i understand that you have to like enforce it and like obviously i'm not going to get mad at them for that but because if someone walks in it probably looks bad because like you know if they're like higher up walks in it's like yo these kids are not wearing their masks or like standing mad close together like all right that probably looks bad but like we literally live together and even in the fall when we were outside like me and tack were playing catch on the field like just us long tossing on the field he's 
100, yeah. 150 feet away, he puts his mask below his nose and they're like, tag, mask over your nose. So, like, like, Dude, well, we're also, also, they're in Como's backyard. You're in Albany. Yeah. So that I dude could throw, be driving past by and bugging out. Mansion. Dude, I was, if you're holding a ball, who the hell knows where your hands have been and you're touching <laughs> the same ball? You know, like, I get it. I get COVID's a thing, but I, sometimes there's got to be a draw the line where it's like, dude, chill. Like, fucked up. It's it's so like, listen. I can't say I'm I'm dealing with what you're dealing, but for me to hear like those type of stories of like, like with my friend and like with you guys, it's like, is it really? Does it really have to go that out of the way? But hopefully this vaccine fucking kicks in. I'm I'm praying. We need summer 2021. Yeah, we need PSP back bad, bro. <laughs> Dude, all right. For the people listening, if you're still here, Albany, yo, the owner of PSP, that guy is, he, listen, is God bless him. Thank him for opening the restaurant and opening that bar in the first place. Unbelievable. But so he posted an Instagram saying, what did he say? He's like, hope all the Saturdays, miss all the Saturdays and the fun memories. He's like, he said something like, it, that it seemed like he was financially down and that he was going to shut down the bar and everyone got sentimental about it, that the Pearl Street pub is going to be closed down. And then now he changes the Instagram caption and says, we are not shutting down. I just miss Saturdays. This is why no one like likes him. Like he's weird to begin with. Like he's a, he is a creep. Like let's, let's he be is honest. He's I, let's, I don't know him personally, and I probably will never see him again for the rest of my life. But he like, like he like would be like in the middle of everything. Like you don't see that from own bar owners. I will give him respect that he's like, you know, he was trying to make the bar better, and like you know, like the big stage is nice and everything. But he was Difficult a wild. He was a wild card. <laughs> and I know, shout out Thul. If Thul, I know Thul is listening to this. He's gonna take that bar over. <laughs> I hope he does. Dude, I, I hope, hope he does he too. Does so bad. Me too. That would be so funny. So well, I know that you're listening awesome. to this. I hope you're probably listening. He's probably he usually listen. Wow. He probably he usually does cardio when he listens to the episode. So I hope that uh <laughs> pumps him up through his cardio if he's listening. He's gonna start to sprinting right now. <laughs> Dude, start going. <laughs> tell th- uh, tell uh, if you're listening, start making me some money, man. Start investing my money. He's going to be been talking about how he's going to make me millions. He's going to be your financial advisor. And I can be, he's going to make me millions and I could be your accountant. Maybe there it is, dude. We got, we got quite the duo. And then Marshall can just be there for emotional support. All right, guys. Uh, sorry for the little cut out, but thank you guys both for being on. Um, had a lot of, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a lot of reminiscing. A lot of, lot of upstate. I'll catch you guys later. I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for having us, Pete. Bye, Pete. All right. See you guys. Eat a bread.